Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Erskovich. My co-host is Mo Nawara. Follow him on Twitter as it's spelled on the screen, at Mo Nawara. You can follow The Lines on Twitter as well, at the Lines US. Just one game to break down here on Monday, May 1st. Talking Toronto at Boston. We'll get into that in just a second, along with some Monday pitching nuggets. But before we get started, as always, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever The Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including, of course, Major League Baseball. And the Lions is giving away a $25 Amazon gift card today and every day of the baseball season in our MLB Pick'em Contest. For more details, head over to play.thelines.com. Mo, how did your weekend baseball bets go? Could have been better for sure. Um, broke about even yesterday, uh, one and three, but I had a lot on the Angels again against the Brewers. I had that as the biggest edge in, out of my, my place, so I had the most on that. Uh, it could have been a really good day if the Padres could hold on, but or the Giants, but you know, teams that I bet that go up 4-0 are about 50-50 this year, so <laughs> I had to stomach yet another 4-0 loss. Uh, running themselves into outs, on the base paths in a game played on the moon was uh, a little bit tilting to watch for the Giants. Yeah, that two-game series in Mexico City with the total closing, I think, 15 and a half on Saturday and the game going over by what, like 10-plus runs? and Only then 15. E- only 15 runs. So I was five short there. And then on Sunday, I believe the total closed around 19 and a half after it got steamed all the way up to 22 and a half from around 19 and a half or close to that number. And then they score combined 10 runs. And unfortunately, Mo was on the wrong side of that result. But as we discussed last week on our long form beat the closing number podcast, bullpen variance is certainly a bit of an issue when you're betting that baseball was about to say a different word, but I held back. But without further ado, Mo. On to your lone MLB bet for Monday's card, 7.10 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. Jays at Red Sox, and we got some overnight steam on Toronto. Jose Barrios taking on Corey Kluber and his 6.75 ERA and a negative .3 war. So not a great season for the veteran right-hander, but Toronto, like I mentioned, all the way up to minus 150 on the money line. You could find the best Price on money line odds for any Major League Baseball game over at thelines.com. But Barrios, the antithesis of Kluber so far, at least over his last three starts, letting up a combined three earned runs and has that 4.71 ERA overall this season, but a 2.37 FIP. And that whiff rate is in the 82nd percentile, which is dramatically different from last season, to say the least. And his opponent's contact rate is also down nearly or actually over 10 percentage points. Small sample size, yes, but Barrios' results, at least over his last few starts, have been very, very alarming in a positive sense for the, what, five- or six-year starter across the majors going back to his Twins days. Matt Chapman also, this Jays lineup continues to rake, and Chapman might be the beneficiary of some positive variance, a 0.485 
BABIP, so batting average on balls in play. But as we discussed on that aforementioned podcast with Verducci, Chapman is finally healthy after dealing with some injuries over the last couple of years. But back to the bet, Mo. Toronto at Boston, what do you got? Yeah, and to be fair, I think Chapman was one of the biggest underperformers of his contact quality the last couple seasons. So uh, might be finally correcting itself a little bit there. Um, yeah, I got the Jays minus 145 this morning. Uh, like you said, minus 150 pretty much across the market now, up to minus 160 in a few spots. I wouldn't play it past minus 150, so hopefully it doesn't move too much more. But yeah, Jose Barreos continues pretty much looking like his old self. Um, in some ways better than ever, to be honest. Uh, career high in ground ball rate, swinging strikes. FIP, XFIP, and Sierra are all like really, really good to amazing. Um, the only reason really his ERA is so rough, 49% left on base. Um, that's insanely low. Obviously, that'll correct itself eventually. So, yeah, he's pitching very well. Uh, I think he might be back. Uh, I don't know what was going on the last couple of years. He would have random games where he just gave up like seven earned runs, and then he would have random games where he looked like himself. So maybe he's found that consistency again. Uh, I was looking, even though the Jays just wrapped up a close series with the Mariners with a loss yesterday where there was multiple runs scored late and I think maybe it went to extras. Surprisingly in that situation, also the Blue Jays do have their top bullpen arms available because they didn't use them because they were already unavailable yesterday. So all their best guys should be ready to go tonight. And, and yeah, I like the pitching situation for them. Um, still looking to fade Corey Kluber. I think we might be getting a better price than we're supposed to here. Maybe the market is a little more bought in on Kluber than it should be after he finally had a good start last time out. Um, I think he like allowed one earned run, but he's been a disaster outside of that. Still throwing 88 mile per hour heat. So still looking to fade that basically until they start making these lines quite a bit larger. Although this one, I, I do understand why it's a little bit shorter. The main problem with this is that he throws so much breaking stuff. Sliders and cutters are 55% of his pitches, roughly. And those have been some of the worst pitches for the Blue Jays to hit so far. But I just think when your fastball is this bad, hopefully they can just lay off a lot of the breaking stuff and even just score a few runs for Barrios and, and get it rolling to their pen Still some injuries on the Red Sox uh, lineup as well. So uh, Yu Chang was surprisingly pretty solid for them at shortstop. I think pretty bad on offense, but man, they're really not having anything good happen at shortstop so far this year. So uh, yeah, I think the Blue Jays are still a little bit underpriced, but not a huge edge at around minus 150. That's about as far as I'd go with it. Yeah, Red Sox, despite those Kluber woes, tied with the Yankees. Not atop the division, tied in the cellar for last place in the American League East. And we'll see later today if Aaron Judge goes on the injured list for New York, I believe, after the Yankees lost the last three games in the Texas Rangers series over the weekend. But wrapping the show up, Mo, with a couple of starting pitcher nuggets. Hopefully we do this at least every other day, maybe not every day of our Beat the Closing Number MLB podcast, but a couple of pitchers to get to tonight. Tony Gonsolin taking on the Phillies, and after a career year in 2022, 
came back for his first start against the Pirates last week through, I believe, just over three innings pitched. And just a quick nugget for Tuesday's game between the Dodgers and the Phillies. Bryce Harper may be back in the lineup for Philadelphia. 160 days exactly after suffering or actually after undergoing Tommy John surgery. So we'll see if Harper is back in the lineup for the Phillies or not. And then Luke Weaver for the Reds taking on the Padres tonight at Petco Park. So between those two starters, what do you want to get to here to wrap up the podcast? Yeah, just a couple things I'll be looking for uh, when Luke Weaver, Tony Gonsolin take the mound tonight. Um, One of them is going to be Tony Gonsolin's velocity. Surprisingly, I think, I think surprisingly anyways, but maybe not since he, you know, velocity usually starts low and builds up over the course of the year as guys arms loosen up. But uh, only 91 in his first start. I I honestly thought he'd be a little closer to his normal velocity just because I knew he was only going to throw, I think they said four innings max. Um, So usually guys can can let it it rip a little bit when they do that. But so if he was doing that and he's still sitting 91, that's maybe a potential issue to look for. So I would try to see if Gonsolin's velocity rebounds at all in this game Um, in his second start off the aisle. Still got a lot of chases, but he was really rusty kind of trying to find the zone. 30% zone rate, which is like off the charts bad. So uh, he'll definitely have to clean that up at least somewhat. Um, And then Luke Weaver, he's kind of had a weird season so far. Really, really strong called strike plus whiff rate. I mean, really good swinging strikes, like almost Max Scherzer level. But when I see only a 15% chase rate and um, a 70% zone contact rate, which is like almost 20 percentage points below league average. I think league average is like in the high 80s or something. Uh, I think that it's probably just Spool's gold and he's going to be pretty bad again. I mean, his strikeouts are so high though. Like some of his metrics are saying that he's been solid, like 4.1 XBIP. But when he has a 94.7 exit velocity and he's not getting chases, uh, I kind of feel like he's a ticking time bomb. But uh, we'll see if he can keep keep the high strikeout rate up without getting chases, basically. It it seems hard to do. That's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. That is Monawara. You can follow him, as it says, on the screen. And, of course, follow the Lions on Twitter at the Lions US. Be sure to check out our free sports betting discord channel. The link is at the lines.com to get the best of the number on Moe's MLB bets. And for myself, Eli Herskovich, thanks for watching and listening to another edition of beat the closing number. We'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday's baseball bets. See you then.